Frantic Nerdcast, hosted by AJ and Brock, talking about all the nerdy things that you want to hear about. Let's get into it. Hello, nerds, and welcome to Frantic Nerdcast, uh, the big episode number 10. We who, made who ever it. thought we'd make it? We <laughs> made it. Who would have thought? It's, uh, it's a nice big one for us, and also just and another commemorative part of it. Not only is it episode 10, but we've officially had over 500 downloads now. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I just expected it to be a little um, thing where we'd have a chat about some nerdy shit, um, record it, put it out there for anyone to follow along. And I mean, God, 10 episodes, awesome, 500 people, awesome. And yeah. I mean, the goal is to just continue to grow and grow and grow. Uh, as of the time of this recording, we're currently sitting at 510 downloads. Marvellous. Which is, uh, it's a nice, nice thing. A little, you know, makes you feel good about yourself. It really does. I mean, like, you put it out there, you said, hey, do you want to do a podcast? I said, fuck yeah. And then you told me what we do it about. I kind of figured it would be along the line, along the veins of what we're doing. Um, but I mean, yep, sweet. Let's do it. Put it out to the world. <laughs> I mean, and one thing I will say is that it's been awesome. Um, being able to have a chat to a few people who you may not have particularly known that they were nerdy or geek inclined and some mm. of the things that they were interested in. Like there's been a, several people have reached out, um, seeing some of the photos, listening to the episodes and saying, oh, look, I do this. And you're like, I had no idea, man. Like I've known you for 10 years and I had, had no, no idea you liked plastic crack. Exactly. Plastic crack. Everybody loves pr- plastic crack and more and more people are liking plastic crack and the um, the good old opening of TCG and CCG crack. It's mm. all goddamn crack. That sweet, sweet smell of brand new cardboard. Mm, exactly. It gets you every time. <laughs> so, yeah, to, to all the nerds, all the geeks and everybody else that's listening along, thank you very much for coming along this journey with us. Um, we... Love it if you can continue to share it around to who whoever you come across, um, whether they are nerds or even the other people. Like, let everybody come along because not only nerds and geeks and sort of having those people, um, like as I said, didn't really know you're into those types of things. Um, but there's people who aren't so inclined who find it quite interesting to hear about some of the things we get up to, whether it be board games, war games, the the card games and whatnot, and um, like hearing our take on movies, trailers and all those types of things and just gives them a bit of a different perspective. So it's really, really cool to have those types of people. Yeah, some people just like well. to zone out and listen to us rant. Exactly, exactly. So no, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, bring on a thousand. Oh yeah, we're not far off it. I reckon we can get a thousand by the by the end of the year. We can get a thousand, hopefully. Marvelous. But uh, yeah, thank you very much, everyone. So here's a round of applause for you. That's for all of you. <laughs> very, very well deserved. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's continue on with just our general ranty bullshit. Mm. Uh, you uh, you went and spent some money. Yep, I went out. Wasn't expecting to spend money. Spent money. So I thought, hey, let's talk about. Um, a the things that I the places I went and the things that I bought, but also how easily it is to fall into the trap <laughs> of going out to just say, "Hey, I want to go to a place." Like, literally, so one of the local um, game stores in Newcastle is Good Games Newcastle. Um, in they were in uh, on Hunter Street in town. Um, they recently moved to a spot in a Broadmeadow. I seen that they 
did their shift, which closed for a few days. So I thought, hey, let's go check out the space. The space is awesome, much bigger space for them. Um, they're able to get the gamers into like a, a different area so they can sort of have a focus on the games whilst also being able to have the store operating and don't have that sort of noise and whatnot going through, which you can get from a, mm. a bunch of... Uh, this is the third time they've moved as well. They mm. started, they've moved on, they were on Hunter Street, then they moved further up on Hunter Street. Yep. And now they've moved over to Broadmeadow. Mm. So, yeah, just went in to check it out, have a look at their setup and spent money. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't expect to, but spent money. What did you get? Uh, so I got um, a starter for Battle uh, Spirit Saga. Yeah, so it's a TC, uh, Japanese TCG translated to English. Yep. Um, we actually had a bit of a, a bit of a crack at that earlier. Um it's a good game. It's good fun. I mean, it's uh, the starters are cool. You find that um, the we we noticed pretty quickly the balance between the starters. There it is, wasn't fair. Yeah, it, yeah, there's one deck. The first starter, it's actually really really OP. So as soon as you get onto a run, you really just run and take it home. Um, and one of the other things with the game is we we found that um, if you're in a position where you've got a little bit of coin to spend, so to speak, or, or um, gems within it. It um you can very quick uh, sorry cause they're called cause you can very quickly turn the tide of the game um like AJ was beating me um quite comfortably put out all his as he always does yeah pretty much came out had all of his guys <laughs> yeah right mate it reel it in um, had all his guys out did his attack had them all sitting there um they were all rested or or whatnot however they call it in the game. Um, and then I came through and decimated with uh, spending all my cores and get it done. So, spending all the money. Yeah. So, I mean, got a, got a game of that. I, I do recommend giving it a go. It is a fun game, um, but just, yeah, it seems a little uh, it, easy to run away I with. Mean, I mean, I won't be running out to throw all my uh, hard-earned dollary dudes Absolutely at it. Absolutely not. But um, but grab, grab a starter but, or yeah. two. Starters are enjoyable. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, now, because I bought the starter, I also bought one of the booster packs just to have a gander. Um, yeah, what are they like? Well, they're not too bad. I mean, the in saying the gameplay, like gameplay is good. Some of the things that we just said, like they sort of diminish it a little bit, but the card quality is amazing. The oh, art, yeah, they look pretty, and the artwork is incredible as well. So getting the um, getting the bo- couple booster packs and whatnot, that was good. It was good fun to just rip into them, have a bit of a read of some of the abilities and whatnot. Um, um, I got an, a, an alt um, art card as well. So that's always fun when you get some of those more rare cards. As, uh, so, yeah, that, that was good fun. Uh, uh, I believe as well uh, mm. there is also a Neon Genesis set coming out for it. Oh, really? Um, or it's out? Or Yeah, there is. Um, uh, oh, it's not well, me. While, while you keep looking Apparently, at that. Apparently, uh, their website's like... Super protected by the firewall situation. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, and the other thing while I was kicking through there is I bought a little Pokemon booster box. Pokemon! <laughs> My social medias over the course of the last six months have just been heavily focused on Pokemon, whether it be Idi- cards... Idiots opening them, trying to make money from them. Yeah, that, yeah. that 
booster boxes, some of the rarities. It's focused on a little bit on the, the Pokemon Go game, which I, I still uh, play and peruse in, which is good fun. Um, and because of that, I was getting a little bit of FOMO. So I thought, you know what, let's let's get some. There was a little booster pack, which was cheap. Um, it was... It was one of those builder deck ones? No, or? it was a thing called Trick or Trade. Now, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like three booster packs and like a little coin and shit. Three, it? No, it's three. It, it was 50 booster packs. 50... But 50 booster packs, but each booster pack only has three cards. Oh, so a lot of fucking cards. It, yeah, so you get 150 cards. I thought, you know what, sweet. I had no idea about the concept of it. I thought trick or trade, whatever, Halloween base, they'll just pick a whole bunch of the, um, whether it be psychic, ghost and yeah. whatnot, Pokemon through the thing. So I thought, sweet, let's give it a go. So open the first pack, got a basic whatever it was and um, a basic something else. And the third card was a... Um, a foil houndoom. I'm yep. like, sweet. Like, that's a good thing to come up with straight off the bat. Second pack, open it up. Basic whatever, basic whatever, foil houndoom. Huh. Maybe it wasn't as uh, good as I thought it was when I opened the first pack. <laughs> Please so, tell me you got 15, <laughs> uh, 50 houndoons. So went through, opened the whole pack. I'll be honest, the first several packets, I was like, no, nah, this is cool. Open them up. You're seeing the Pokemon again. And, like, this is fun. But then it gets very repetitive very, very quickly. Um, I had a look into what Trick or Trade or the idea behind Trick or Trade was. It is as simple as it is. It is purely for Halloween so that you can have uh, something there. So you can there. just chuck them out to kids at exactly. the door and stuff. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So that is literally what it's for. There's only 30 um, cards in what they call like a master set of that item. So there's 30 cards. I think I have about four master sets now. <laughs> <laughs> so And that was from one booster pack. So I think... Um, for collectors, don't bother. For people who are trying to like play the game and whatnot, don't bother. Yeah. But I think it it is a really really good concept for Halloween, like in America, Even for like kids' Christmas party, uh, kids' yeah, birthday party, parties, yeah, yeah, and stuff those like types that. of things. Like they're a great, like a brilliant idea. Because essentially, they're pretty much the same as those uh, Pokemon packs that you get uh, from Mackets in the Happy Meal. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So the, like that concept, I thought was brilliant. Um, it definitely wasn't something that I thought I was going to come across. Happy to have done it. Pfft, whatever. It was just some money spent. Um, and yeah, I think kids, if you're doing that type of thing, they'd absolutely love it. But nice. yeah, like you said, Halloween parties, Christmas, we'll little to, We'll gifts. have to have a crack at uh, some Pokemon. We, we've never actually played Pokemon against no, each other. No, we haven't. We haven't. I think they've just released um, a new season, whatever this one is. Um, I figured five million and twenty. Oh yeah, and it'll just keep going. Um, so I figured uh, we'll get a couple, couple of starter packs and give it a go. Just whatever they are. Well, I've, I've, uh, I've got a plethora of cards. I know you've Don't got a plethora. But I'd be actually interested to see how the gameplay's changed from uh, back then to now. Not much. Not much. No, because I can't remember back in the day there being like dice and the other only, types of things. The major involved change, like or dice have always just been like life counters and stuff like that. The major change that happened from back in the day. Mm to nowadays is EXs. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they're like just 200, like the health of like 210, 320 kind of yeah, health. Yeah. But um, if you knock them out, you get to get two prize cards instead yeah, of one. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, so I've, did, got, I've got a shitload of those as well and sweet. stuff like that. I've got, I used to go and play pre-releases. Oh, yeah. Because I hate playing in tournaments with it. But the pre-releases are fun because everyone gets the same cards sure. essentially and you just build decks. Like <laughs> I remember going to one. I built, I got this one really good EX card. And I literally put only that Pokemon in it and the rest, and you build like 40 card decks and mm. I, I put 39 energies. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so I just, I draw until mm. I got that one card 
I'd put it out and just deck it. It had this ability that just, you know, you let you keep drawing and putting energies on sure. it and it fucking just decimated. Wow. And <laughs> one thing that is cool on the EX cards that they do now, and I, it, I struggled on the day to not buy one of these EX boxes, is they've got the, the jumbo cards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Serve absolutely no purpose other than um, putting them in some sort of display and putting yeah, them on your pretty. shelf. They're pretty. But they're, they are exactly they're pretty they're cool i mean so i have no doubt i'll get something along those lines at some point in time but um yeah that was that was my little journey into the game shop and um i also managed to find myself in a bookstore because shan wanted to have a look at some books and i was the one who walked out with two graphic novels (laughs) nice nice gotta love that exactly so no it was awesome fun i I suppose the thing is that it's just so easy to get suckered into buying stuff when you don't spending all the money exactly but it's fun and i mean i mean i'm looking forward to reading the novels now as well excellent excellent all right well let's uh let's move on all right we've got some trailers and what what trailers we have to talk about tonight. We do. Uh, the first one is fantastic. Borderlands, the trailer. This looks incredible. It looks awesome. It, it looks amazing. I, I thought that it looked um, basically like Mad Max meets monster film with everything just on cranked cocaine. to fucking 12. Yeah, like, on it, cocaine. <laughs> it lo- and it looks... Um, it I, looks- I, I wasn't expecting the cast. The cast is huge. Yeah, I was not expecting because I knew that was happening. I mm. knew Eli Roth was directing yep, it. Yep. Um, and that's all I knew about it. I had no idea who the cast was mm. going to be. And then the trailer dropped, and I was like, "Fucking shit!" Blanchett, yep. Kevin Hart, yep. Jack Black, yep. um, Ariana Greenblatt, yeah. uh, Florian Montano. Montano. Yeah, the chick is the. Um, she was Kevin Hart, young, Jamie young Lee Gamora. Curtis. Yes, young Gamora. She was also in. Uh, she was also young Ahsoka. Yeah, young Ahsoka. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, look, it looks awesome. I mean, okay, so you touched on Eli Roth. He's awesome. Uh, known for things like Cabin Fever, Hostel, Death Wish, House with uh, Clock on Its Walls. Um, so it's interesting. They're a little more thriller-esque type. Oh, yeah, and, he's a horror director. And horror and whatnot. So it's going to be interesting what he does here. Um, I'm keen as to see where he blends that action and horror. Like it ends up, I'm expecting some level you, of gore in um, it. You played, played the games? Haven't played the games. Yeah, neither have I. Only thing I really know about Borderlands is all the cosplayers. Mm. Uh, I know there's um, an extremely attractive lady that wears a top hat. Sure. That everyone, co- all the females cosplay as. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that there was an orange haired chick. Uh, and then the, on far as the guy side of things, I knew that there was the guy in the hockey mask sort of thing mm-hmm. or whatever type of mask he's wearing, like the gas mask thing. And yep, yep. I, b- I believe there's like a giant pig man. Or something. Oh, no idea. Um, and Jessica Nagiri um, cosplayed as a female version of him, right? Which was like he's like a giant pig man and thing, but it just, <laughs> Jessica Nagiri is extremely attractive, so she's like a hot female version. Yeah, of him. Yeah. Um, that's all I really know about it. But apparently, uh, from what I read, it's like uh, some treasures buried on this this world, the, the vault. Yeah, the vault, and they uh, have been hired to go and try and find it. Yeah. So, and, and I mean that. I think that's going to be the crux of the story. A ragtag group looking to find the ever sought after pile of treasure, <coughs> that pile of treasure One being piece, the I vault. Mean Borderlands. <laughs> so, I mean, 
it looks fun. It looks cool. It looks like the action is going to be absolutely fucking That's sick. That's the scene in the trailer where the car jumps out and they shoot the rockets through that fucking big fucking monster thing yeah. and it's yeah. out the back Exa- of it. It looks fucking and The insane. bunny chick just wanting to blow shit up. <laughs> that looked great. So it looks um, it looks awesome. I, I don't think I'll go to the cinema for it. I probably will. But either way, it'll be day one when it's available on the, on the streaming for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, like, I'll, I'll but, but in saying that I won't be uh, going to the cinema, I mean, it probably won't take much to uh, twist the old rubber arm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll bitch slap you and then we'll go see it. Um, but it looks, yeah, it looks fucking awesome. Looks um, incredible. Who, who is released? Is it like one of those streamer li- like streamer live cinema things? Like it's Apple, but they're releasing it at the cinemas or is it just a Paramount blah, blah, blah? Do you know? No, I don't actually know. I don't okay. actually know. I know that it's coming out in August. Um it seemed like it was being released in cinemas in August, but these days, I mean, being released in cinemas, that can mean that it's there for a week and a half and then yeah. you've got on streaming platforms anyway. I so. imagine this will be a fairly big release. I think it will be. The way game movies have been successfully being trans- translated and, and animes have been successfully translated. With that, with that cast, yeah. I expect it to have um, a level of box office yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should definitely be good. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one. This one surprised the fuck out of me. Boy Kills the World. I, I'm going to start off by saying that I l- legitimately don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I I don't know. Like, <laughs> there's nothing more I can say. I mean... The trailer doesn't give much away. It, it really doesn't. It doesn't give much away. Um, okay, so it, it comes out in April, so 26th in USA, so um, whether it hits Australian shores at the same time or shortly after. I'd say we're, we're generally actually before USA. Okay, cool. Um, any case, it's directed by Moritz Mohir. Uh, he's a German fella. Um, that makes a lot of sense. He doesn't appear to have been doing... Uh, he's done several things, but nothing big um, from like a, a Western world perspective perspective or American, Australian and whatnot. So it does have um, Sam Raimi um, as a producer though. Mm-hmm. So Sam mm-hmm. Raimi, he's known for heaps like Evil Dead. He did Spider-Man 1 to 3, the Tobey Maguire ones, uh, Drag Me to Hell. He was Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Um, so, and he was also involved for producing with Don't Breathe, Poltergeist, 65, The Grudge, 30 Days of Night. So He's touched a lot of very, yeah. very good things. So that is awesome. But so I mean, essentially, the story is when his fam- when a man's family is killed, a deaf man named Boy mm-hmm. escapes the jungle where he is trained by a mysterious mentor to ex- enact vengeance on the murderers. Mm. And that's pretty much the trailer. Yeah, and it's, exactly. uh, it's Bill Skarsgård. Yep, fucking things up, looking all weird as he looks. He's an incredible actor. Mate, the entire family are fucking incredible That's actors. Because <laughs> you got uh, Loki from uh, Vikings. Yep. Uh, then you got Eric from True Blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, their dad is um, in lots of stuff, but he was in uh, the Thor movies. Mm-hmm. As um, uh, Dr. Eric something yeah, or whatever his name he's is. He's also extremely he, famous. He's of those. Uh, then you got Bill who was in It and mm. This and all that yep. kind of stuff. And I believe there's another one who's in some stuff as well. <laughs> Like just a giant family of attractive mm. Swedish fucking, and I mean that as you touch on Bill Skarsgård, that's the first thing that you get drawn to him, sort of um, doing his doing his stuff on the screen. But the second thing you get drawn to that sweet is, sweet voice is 
fucking Archer baby Bob from Bob's Burgers or uh, Archer from Archer Bob. he is Archer he'll always be Archer <laughs> fuck Bob I watch Bob before Archer so he's Bob or he's Archer but well, see, in, in the canon of Archer Archer actually is Bob. <laughs> There's right. an episode, he gets amnesia and he when he in he turns into Bob and he works at Bob. He's married to Bob's wife, all that kind of stuff. So all the Bob stuff that happens in that series is actually happening inside of Archer. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you can, as you can tell, I've only watched a couple yeah. seasons of. And Archer. he also um, <laughs> he also voices the can of soup in um, Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but in anyways, his name is uh, uh, H. John Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very distinct uh, <laughs> voice actor. Um, as I said, I just, I don't know. It just it pretty it's much just looks through, like it's it going to be like a John Wick-esque style thing just with voiceover and stuff. I got Kill Bill vibes. But there'll be, yeah. but it won't be. The story won't be as slow. It'll be more full on. But yep. I got heaps Kill Bill vibes from it. Yeah, it, it looks very comic comic book esque. Yes. Like the way the story seems to be being told. Yes, it comes across as a very comic book esque style uh, movie, mm-hmm. even though it's not actually tied to any pre predetermined IP. Yep. But yeah, it just looks fucking awesome. <laughs> it looks fun. I just I I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's one of those ones where I think, uh, yeah, as soon as you watch it, you'll be able to know what's really going on in yep. regards to how you sort of respond to it. But for now, I'm just there. Yeah, no, no, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, and our last trailer for this episode, uh, Damsel. Mm. What were your thoughts on Damsel? Um, it looks fun. I mean, it's uh, like it's a different take on the damsel in distress. So, damsel thrown into a dungeon, so to speak, or, or whatever you want to, uh, how you want to put it. And rather than having the the prince charming coming along to save her, she sorts herself out. Yeah. So, I think that concept is really the cool. The special it's good. effects look really good. They do. They, they do. Is it was it a Netflix movie? I can't it's remember. It's a ne- Netflix yeah, movie. Netflix. Comes out on um, March eighth, so it's yeah. actually just around the corner. Um, yeah. And it, it was funny because being March eighth, I um I was just checking when it was coming out, and it said um coming. It's uh currently streaming on Netflix. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I know it's not. What the hell is this? So then I went down a bit of a rabbit hole looking into um, the States and the UK and seeing if it was streaming over oh, there already. Okay, and, yep. and then I came full circle back to um, several posters highlighting that it's March 8th. And I'm just like, well, for fuck's sake, <laughs> that was a bit of wasted time. Um, directed by Juan Carlos Fresnadillo. Fucking hell, all right. 28, that's a, that's tw- a name? 28 weeks later. Oh, so okay. he did, so we enough, did, we've talked about that like the last four episodes. Exactly. So he he did twenty eight weeks later. Um, as we spoke about, um, like it doesn't quite stand up to twenty eight days I mean, later. It's but hard still, to stand up to Danny Boyle. Exactly. Um, but still a good movie in its own right. So it'll be interesting to see what he brings to brings to this. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, it looks good. Cool. There was a movie that came out with a very similar premise. Uh, I think it was on Prime, and it had the girl from the Kissing Booth movies. Um, I can't remember what her name is, um, but it was essentially the same story was she's a damsel. Mm-hmm. She was trapped in her room, being held captive in her room, kind mm. of Rapunzel style. Sure. And the movie just escalates into her just fucking people up, going floor, going floor by floor downwards, trying yeah, to right. take people out. Okay. And it was essentially that it didn't look, this one looks like it's got a bit more story in it. It definitely looks to have some story. This yeah. one, That one kind of just looked like it was just... Um, 
let's just belt the crap out of some people. <laughs> um, and yeah, that, mm. it was it was an enjoyable movie. I'm pretty sure it was on Prime, uh, but it it seemed to be like that similar sort of vibe. Sure. Um, but this looked good, and it's got this has got um eleven. Um, yep. So Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Um, so uh, Stranger Things as yep eleven. Um, she's also in All Homes. Um, yes. Which I really, great I, movies. I loved those movies. They're they were really, movies. really cool. Um, and she's also in the Godzilla movies. Oh, she was too. Yep. That's so, right. She was in uh, the last one, wasn't uh, she? She's been in two now, I think. So she was in the second and the third. There you go. Um, yeah. So Millie Bobby Brown, she's very, very well known um, for those few things that she's uh, doing around the around the places. Um, uh, uh, Angela Bassett. So she's uh, uh, in Black Panther movies. She's um, uh, the the queen in that. So oh yeah, yep, 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 yep. So she plays in that. She was also in Green Lantern. <laughs> so, oh, she was too. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> so she's she's done the done the rounds there. Um, again, just a very recognisable um, face Green and whatnot. Lantern. There's um, uh, Robin White. Uh, Robin Wright, sorry, whole swag of movies, but she's best known as Jenny from Forrest Gump. <laughs> Jenny. Uh, she was also in uh, Justice League as General Ant and Actually, uh, Wonder Woman. While we're talking about uh, yeah. Jenny yeah. From, uh, from Justice League, not Justice League, that'd be a different Justice League. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen that one. <laughs> it was a, it was like a meme thing and it was uh, the most underrated but truest villains in Hollywood history. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, and it's like, people think these are the villains. This is the, and it was just a picture of Jenny. Yeah. It's like, this is the biggest villain <laughs> ever in Hollywood history. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, Jenny. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, that movie was The Princess. It was on Hulu. Okay. No, I haven't heard that yeah. one. Sorry. It's a, uh, 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 the film is set in a medieval room ruled by the king and his queen who have two daughters, the titular princess and her younger sister, Violet. With the queen's quiet approval, the princess was trained in the fighting arts by Lin, the niece of Kai, one of the king's advisors, etc., etc., etc. They fight, they fight, they fight. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, there wasn't much story to it. Joey King is the uh, the girl from The Kissing Booth as well. Okay. Uh, sorry, continue on with what you're saying. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Different, cool take on the damsel in distress, as we said, rather than Prince Charmin coming along, she sorts her own shit out and it looks really, really well done with as she's battling through um, whatever dungeon and terrors she's the going through. The big dragon. The big the, dragon. There was one scene where it sort of really zoomed out. You can just see that it's within the cave. You can see all like the, the croppings from the ceiling and the, and the floor and whatnot. And then you just see the fire blaze through the middle of it. I thought that was mm, awesome. Mm. Really, really well shot. And... If that's something to go by for um, like the visual um, commentary around the film, I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, really, really good uh, take and good to watch. And I mean, it's out in what a little over a week, so not long to wait for it either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that is it for trailers. So I'm going to spring something on uh, Brock Wright that we haven't discussed that we're going to talk about. So. So uh, this is a bit of comic slash movie talk, just sheerly because uh, we've had our first official photo of the Superman Legacy uh, cast. Yep. It was posted up. James Gunn posted it because they had their first table read. I did actually see this. Um, so just for those of you who don't know, essentially James Gunn has taken over the rights to uh, running DC and pretty much <laughs> axed everything 
except for stuff he's made, which is Peacemaker. I think everything else except for Peacemaker has been Suicide axed. Squad. Oh, Suicide Squad as well. That's right. Uh, so essentially, we've got uh, in the Superman Legacy, which is going to be the first m- m- live-action movie in his new universe, uh, we've got Isabella Macid, who was playing Hawkgirl. Now, mm-hmm. she was a na- she's a Naya in um, the doomed Madam Web. Okay. Um, she was pretty much one of the first announced, wasn't she? I believe so. I think because she was her name was getting chucked around so yeah. much because of Madam Web. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so she's playing Hawkgirl. Then we got Nathan Fillion, my man, mm. the main man, playing Guy Gardner, yep. Green Lantern. I think that's an awesome cast for that character. That's too. phenomenal. Well, he's voiced him a yeah, million times in the cartoon. So it's, it's, he's also voiced the Flash. And yeah, yeah. I think he's even done Batman once. So <laughs> I, I you think know, you're right. uh, David Cornsweet is playing Clark Superman. Now he, I've never heard of him before. He has been in such things as Pearl, Look Both Ways, We Own the City, nothing I think I've ever seen. Oh, he was in House of Cards for an episode. Uh, he was in Elementary for an episode. That's really about it. I've never heard of him before. Well, I can say that he, he's got the um, he's got the looks. He's got the jaw, definitely. Yeah. Um, and he's, it's going to be a young Superman, so who Looks knows? like he was in Blue Beetle as well. I didn't watch that either. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> uh, and then we've got Millie Alcock as yep. uh, Kara Zor-El or Supergirl. Now she is, as we previously talked about, in House of Dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got Rachel Bronson as, Bronson as Lois Lane. Uh, now some people will have seen her in um, the most famously in The Marvelous Miss Maisel on uh, Prime, which is a fantastic show and highly recommend it to most people. Uh, Nicholas Holt, the man whose name we can never remember. (laughs) And you watch next week, we will forget it again. (laughs) We have mentioned him multiple times. If you don't know who he is, uh, you've got Skins, you've got Mad Max, Fury Road, you've got uh, The Menu, which is, oh, such a good movie. Beast. Uh, Beast, yeah. Uh, Skylar Gizondo as Jimmy Olsen. Now, I love this dude. He's in in some fantastic teen comedy ones. One of the ones is... um, it's like the purge, but it's alcohol. So you know they're not allowed to drink alcohol, but there's one day a year where everyone's legally allowed to drink alcohol. <laughs> right. And um, so they go out and just buy as much or drink alcohol and smoke drugs and stuff. And there's a big drug drinking competition at the end of this night. So they're all going out to the prom and trying to get smashed as hell and stuff. And then Vince Vaughn's one of the teachers in it and stuff. And <laughs> it's got um, the Native American guy with the really long hair. He was in the latest season of Stranger Things. Right. Um, he's in it. Uh, um, and it's just, it was a really good. He's, <laughs> it, um, Skylar's also in, uh, I can't remember what's it called. It's got, um, um, Jesus Christ, I'm having a complete mind blank. Um, old mate from. Um, oh, yeah, I've seen that. What's his name? Joan Hill. Joan Hill's sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's her and another girl. They they decide like they've studied all year and stuff, and they've always been nerds kind of thing. And then they're like, "Oh no, fuck it, let's go out and get partied and stuff." And he's <laughs> like, he's in love with one of them, and um, it's really good. And it's got um, Princess Leia's daughter in it as well. Right? Um, yeah. So that's it. Uh, Anthony Carrigan as Rex Mason uh, or Metamorpho. Uh, so I don't think I've ever actually seen him in anything. I have seen, seen him in a lot of different oh, things. Oh yeah, he was actually in Gotham. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and yeah, Bill and Ted Gotham. Yep. Yeah, he's just like a, he's that weird sort of. Um, I think he, it wouldn't surprise me if he's got alopecia. Yeah, he, it's like he always plays the weirdish roles as hmm. well. 
weirdish roles. He's always completely clean shaven, yeah. bald head and whatnot. Um, yeah, he was in um, Gotham is probably one of his bigger, or well, not bigger, but one of his more prominent ones. Um, I remember him being in The Flash. Um, yeah. Yeah, several different things. You'll see his face and say, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, playing Mr. Terrific, we have Eddie Gathegi. Now, this dude, he can fucking act, yes, man. Yes, he can. He's so good. Like, um, I've most recently seen him in For All Mankind, which if no one's watched it, get on Apple and watch it. It's an alternate history where Russia beats America to the moon, and it is a fucking phenomenal show. It's got old mate that played uh, in Suicide Squad. Yep. Um, what's his na- The character's name, the goody two-shoes one who actually works for, works for her. He's one of the prisoners, and he dies in the second one. Yeah, that character. <laughs> uh, it's got him in it. Um, and yeah, this dude is just, he's a fucking top actor, man. Uh, what else have we got? We got... Uh, Sean Gunn, naturally. Yeah, Sean Gunn <laughs> playing Maxwell Lord, yeah. which was re- most recently played by Pedro Pascal in yep. Wonder Woman 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's sort of, they're the big names. Uh, so it's... It's going to be a good movie, I think. James Gunn writing it, James Gunn directing it. Mm-hmm. Some quality, quality Look, actors. Quality actors. Big I characters mean, in it, big superhero characters in it. It's essentially Justice League with the Superman title. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it looks it looks on the surface without seeing, with only seeing the cast and knowing who's writing, directing, it's got a lot of potential. The unfortunate thing that we've got is DC has, has such a stigma around it about just absolutely <laughs> fucking up movies. <laughs> Like they, they just have not been able to create and build upon this universe. Hopefully they can do it. Like I really want them to be able to actually have something to be able to continue down the way. Now, I'm not saying anything like Marvel. I don't want it to be anything like Marvel. No, it it no. needs to be dark. It yep. needs to be gritty. It needs to go back to that type of thing. And that's what people want to see as well. Um, I'll reserve judgment until yep. I suppose we get a trailer. Essentially, yeah. Um all right, and we've got an, I've got another little bit of a uh, little talk here, which we will go into. So let's go into this one because it kind of leads into it. TV shows. Uh, another little bit of news I found today. So this is very exciting. Now we've talked about this previously, but um, Nickelodeon TV has set up a essentially an avatar department. They have, uh, which was they're all working. It's uh, created. It's run by the guys who created the show, mm-hmm. the original show. Yep. So um, Michael. Uh, Diamatino yeah. and Brian Konietzko. Uh, so the goal is that they're going to be developing lots of content set in and around the world of The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. And one of the pieces of news that I discovered today is that there's going to be a new series coming out next year, I think it was. Uh, coming out in October 2025, mm-hmm. supposedly. That is a continuation of the original I series, see, I seen but this. they're all 30 years old. I've seen this. It's, um, yeah, more or less after the 100-year war. Yeah. So they've done what they need to do, and it's, yeah, Aang, um, Aang and his crew yeah. working through the aftermath of the 100-year war um, and just sort of put, putting their pieces together and rebuilding that world. So obviously that'll be more or less the in-between um, The Last Airbender show and Korra. And, and yeah. No, it was, it, I, just, I seen it and I was like, damn, that sound, that's a phenomenal idea. I'm 100% in on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an awesome idea. I think um, if you if you start to look a little bit further into it, they do have a fairly big pipeline. 
um, now oh, that yeah, they've yeah. created There's this, like Avatar other things. things. I yeah. mean, they've got the live action. They want to do all three seasons. Um, I'm not sure if they said they were going to do three seasons uh, or two seasons and like two movies or something like that. I can't remember. But there Six was like seasons the, in a movie. Uh, Are they becoming community? Possibly. Um, <laughs> there was also like an extension of the um, the. Uh, as you said, the uh, the animation and whatnot. So doing that in between piece, mm. I think there was a full, there was a part two to Cora. Maybe I believe they took they were talking about doing another Cora, yep. and then they're talking about doing a whole another era after Cora. Yeah, yeah, I believe, I've seen from that. Memory. I did read something that they um, they're thinking about um, doing uh, Kyoshi. So Kyoshi was one of the Earthbenders That's, who yeah. is in, but she's historically they yeah. because I know they did a couple of nov- novels on them that landed pretty well with um, a lot of young people. So they were actually talking about bringing a, a, an animation of that. Um, but I mean, some of it's obviously going to be rumor. <laughs> some yeah, of it, it. some it's, of it'll be real, yeah, but not true. Exactly. I mean, the the pipeline from what I read um, uh, several months ago, I think it was the first time I came across them them doing this live action, um, the Avatar live action. It was um, it was awesome. There was a lot that they had in the pipeline, so it's pretty keen to see. Um, and I expect that there'll be a fair bit of truth to it. Because there is the the more or less the Avatar Studios. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And that's going to lead into our talking point, which is officially the first time we can say this: us talking about something we previously talked about the trailer for. <laughs> Hit that button. Yeah, it's going to start happening more and more now. But this is officially the first time a trailer we talked about. Yep. We can now officially talk about the uh, the final product. And that is the Avatar Netflix series. So I think uh, before we get into it, uh, this has been out since um, Thursday. So less than a week. So yeah, that button's definitely being hit because there um, will be spoilers. In fairness... It's based on a show that's been out for, what, 15 years? Yes, yes. But, I mean, this next comment that I'll say probably is a spoiler in that it follows the anime very closely. It does. And uh, I'm going to get – I'm going to – first, I'm going to talk about – I just want to talk about um, quick likes slash dislikes Mm -hmm. before we get in a bit more in-depth about episodes and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, So, first – my first dislike – about the show was, um, which they kind they ratified a bit later in the series, was the fact that the cuts were fucking messy. Especially like the first thing you see in the first episode, there's an airbender running. They have a he has a fight with some firebenders, and it was just some fucking Taken style cuts, like twelve cuts to get it. Watch a man jump over a fence kind mm. of situation where he's just fighting and it's just. Ch- and you're like, I have no idea what's happening. This is all too blurry. Sure. And eventually they kind of fix that because we we live in the the post John Wick world now. Mm-hmm. You can't cut in fights now. <laughs> it's just not allowed. We're yep. all so used to seeing the John Wick esque style of fighting, it's where better. it's it's it is better. A man, you see the person fighting. We've which, we've, it, t- we've touched on a few times um, the Daredevil scene where it is just the single yeah, shot yeah. take where you see absolutely fucking everything happening. Yep. It's just it's it's the pinnacle. Like yeah. that is what it's fucking about. Seeing it, the every element of what they're doing, the the twos, the throws, the high and low of it all. It's it's what needs to be done. So that was my first. My first concern, as soon as I started watching, I saw that and I'm like, oh, fuck, no, no. 
but th- towards the like as it gets more into the bigger scenes mm. and all that kind of stuff, it was more ratified. Sure. So that 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 was fine. I had no issue. And the special effects at first, I was a bit like, eh, and then I was like, oh no, I'm used to them. It's, within two seconds, I was used to it. Sure. It's fine. So um, so with those two ones, yeah. the, your first gripe didn't bother me yeah. whatsoever. Um, I just sort of watched it happen. Yeah. Completely understand now that you've said it. Yep. But even so, it, it didn't draw me away enough for me to sort of think, oh, what is this? It was just I was happy to watch the scenes. And it might have been that I was um, more so focused on how good they did the um, fighting from the perspective yep. of um, it wasn't – uh, people dancing around and then a little rock moves, <laughs> but we'll but we'll, we'll, get, we'll get but we'll get to get to that in a little bit. But anyways, yeah, that that one didn't gripe me too much. Your second one about the um, the uh, CGI component that actually there were moments in that where it shit me to tears because mm. I found that. Um, through the show, you can see where they put their fucking budget. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and you 100%. can see and you can see other bits where they're like, yeah, we'll let that yeah. one slide, and you can pretty much see the fucking green screen. Yeah, I mean it's, it, I'm exaggerating a little bit, yeah. but you can see where they've spent the money and the scenes that they wanted to spend the money on. Yeah, um, rather than sort of keep that consistency. It was, through it was it. most noticeable on Eng when they when Eng went to a full CGI character. Yeah, as like when he was doing his avatar floating and stuff. It was just uncanny valley. Yeah, that's the biggest the biggest issue with it. You can't. We're not at a point in CGI technology yet where uncanny valley can be beaten. And for those that don't know what Uncanny Valley is, essentially it is the more realistic you make something fake look, the more fake it will look. Yeah. Because the human brain is so trained to seeing what humans look like mm. that as soon as you start to make something more realistic, that is like something that's fake more realistic, we will know, we will pick up more on the fact that it's fake. Yeah. And that's essentially what uncanny, uncanny Valley is. And that's why when you see things like Aang floating in the air and stuff and he's fully CGI, you're like, that looks shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that was probably my um, biggest gripe in yep. it, I reckon. Um, uh, my you, biggest, you going, my biggest gripe uh, is the pacing of the show. Hmm. Uh, it felt to me, it felt super rushed. You reckon? Yeah, 100%. It felt so... I don't know what... The the funny thing is, I don't know why it felt rushed because it has the same runtime. Hmm. So it the season had 22 episodes or whatever yep. it is, 20-minute yep. episodes. Mm-hmm. Essentially, Avatar had 60-plus-minute uh, episodes. So that's mm-hmm. three t- cartoons per yep. an episode, yep. essentially. So it's pretty much the same runtime yep. for the season. Um, and... I, I do like that they glossed over a lot of things that didn't need to be there, but then I felt there were other things that they focused on which took away the pacing for certain other things, if that okay. makes sense. Uh, and then there's like other things like when um, uh, when Soka and uh, the Earth, the Earth yep. Ninja Chick, like that is in love, bang, kiss. And, yeah. then, and then at the end, you know, kiss. Oh, yeah. And you're like... I have no, but then I I remember watching the cartoon. The cartoon was like that as well, mm. but it's more forgivable in a cartoon form yep. because it's not realistic. Whereas when you're watching live action, you're expecting some form of realism. Mm. Um, 
And then there's like things like the the spirit episode. I just felt like it fucking dragged on. Like the whole, that whole spirit world mm. part and all yep. that kind of stuff with the face dude and all that. I just I just felt that just dragged, and we could have easily done that in half an episode. Well, I kind think, of situation. And I think one of the things that made it seem dragged that episode in particular is because you've got the first call it thirty five yeah. minutes where it was like all of these things happening. And, and to be fair, I went for I went along the journey. I yeah. thought the journey was great. But then the last five minutes is it gets completely resolved, and I thought, oh. So yeah, that, okay. that's that, the that rush. Was, yeah. That's the rush. It's like it's got all the build and sort of the like setting no the scene and everything. Mm. And well, there's payoff, but the payoff just doesn't hit the mark. I think that's I think that might be what it is. The fact that they have all this building mm. and such little payoffs mm. for the buildings. It's the same with the um old mate from community episode. Mm. Like you have so much build up on him building those blimps and all yep. that kind of stuff. And then you the payoff isn't like mm. I get I get what you're saying and I think the intent there was that um the payoffs that are there like the payoff is the final episode the yeah. payoff is the early early episode in like uh, 2 or 3 where they're on Kyoshi Island the they're the payoffs so you've got maybe 2 or 3 within the season which mm. are those big moments and I think that's they're the payoffs and like to sort of extend on your point, it, you've got those slow builds and then you get a little payoff. But if you've got the slow build, have a, a tapered payoff. Yeah. And I think that might have had that bit more of an ebb and flow to it. And then you get that big like fucking here we go rather than um, just sort of go along and then little click and then. Yeah. yeah. I think I – but so I hadn't really – there were moments where I felt that something was rushed. Mm. Um so yeah, I, I do agree with um, with that. Any more negatives for you? Um, one of the negatives, and it was a little bit of a tricky one because I don't know how you would do it differently. <laughs> Ang's character yep. and, and hit the acting surrounding Ang, it was the best acting in the show, yep. and it was also subpar at times. And it just there were moments of where I just didn't feel connected to what he was trying to do. I I agree with you on that. Mm. But that again is the character in the cartoon. Yeah. He's, he's, he's badly I, done in the cartoon as well. I kind of, and I did go back and watch some of the cartoons he's, he's to a, see. He's meant to be really kiddie in yeah, the he's cartoon. Yeah, he's really, really kiddie, yeah. but he's meant to be really, really kiddie with that worldview. Mm. And I just don't think that quite came across as well as they would have liked. And that sort of, there were moments where, yeah, he was on the screen and you could see him as that kid, like that giddy kid with the the big smile on his face, like talking about these big world-like pieces of information and what he needs to sort of do and achieve. But you're like, you just, I didn't quite feel connected to what he was. I think it was the transitions. Because I I did feel that a couple of times where the transition from him being the happy-go-lucky kid to... His yeah, avatar yeah, talk, yep. where like you know he's feeling the pressure and stuff. Mm. The transition between the two was never very. It was the same almost. Yeah, uh, there was no sort of d- definitive. Mm. Oh, he's now a very serious yeah. character kind of thing. Kind of, there's none of that. I call it the, the Scrubs moment, mm. where if you've watched Scrubs, it's so well beautifully written that you can go from laughing your ass off mm. to fucking bawling your eyes yep. out in the span of like three words. Yep. 
kind of thing. And it's it's that style of situation that he that Aang needed of being able to go, mm. I'm a kid, I'm a kid, I'm now the Avatar. Yeah, that, that oh shit. And yeah. like the, I mean, it could have been something like simple with like a facial expression sort of moment of oh shit and then sort of carry that through. But I just, I didn't feel that. Now- as as I started with the the thing, which is a massive positive, is some of his acting is fucking incredible. Oh yeah, kid's good. The, there were moments in that where I'm just completely drawn into the scene. Like one of my favorite scenes in it was actually the um, the episode where Zuko goes and um, saves him from uh, oh, yep. from Jiao. Yeah, when he's the, the blue de- blue devil. The blue devil. Yeah. Mm. The the interactions between those two, like in the um, in the house when he's uh, yeah. yeah in that little cabin, fucking phenomenal. and then taking to the boat like. I got I got fucking chills yeah. the way the way that they were sort of um, bouncing off of each other and you could just see the genuine um, like fight within Aang to try and break through to Zuko. You could just see it on his face. You could hear it in his voice. The whole character. I thought this is fucking incredible. Yeah. And the way that Zuko responded to it, and the way that you see his inner turmoil between finding and taking the airbender back with him to get home but is it the right thing is it not the right thing mm. i want to get home do i like and you can just feel that <laughs> that stuff and they're, they're yeah they're probably my biggest ones just right. that that i sort of and bugged me a bit yeah all right well let's get off the negatives because yes. that's about all the negatives to me because this is a fucking <laughs> phenomenal show <laughs> it was amazing. that's why i wanted to get rid of the negatives first so i mean but starting off, I, I like how they twisted it a little bit in the way mm. that they um, show. Uh, they, they showed the, the flashbacks as a, as a single, A to B yes. kind of situation, which yep. I thought was brilliant because the flash flashbacks and shows piss me off to no end. If they if they're done well, yeah. they're good. Yeah. But but having this at the start, I thought was incredible. Yeah. It worked and so well. It worked really, really well. Because it condensed a lot of the information with the Fire Nation, just mm-hmm. killing them. The um, it's set, up, it's set up. set up the show. Yeah, it, it they squash so many different little tendrils from the mm. first season yep. into this one beautiful sort of beginning of a show, mm. and it just phenomenally worked. It set the scene of the show. It set the tempo. It showed you straight off the bat the the bending. Like yep. it said, it more or less said, "Here's the show. Here's the context. Here's how we're doing bending." Fucking either settle in or it's not for you. Like yep. that was literally what they did in the first five minutes. And it was fucking amazing. I mean, one one thing, and I've said this to a couple people I've spoken about within that first five scene, one thing that just I absolutely fucking loved was when the Earthbender comes through, he does a few of his his little tricks. There's just fluid motions to bring rocks up to do what he needs to do so he can sort of get that run and... Yep. run through oh, yeah, yeah. he throws the the battle plans over to old mate who's on his fucking wall. flight then he does the wall but then it's the next thing that he does he he just gets down one knee fist into the ground and does that slow twist where you can see it's like that build before he can um do like an yeah. attack of some kind like almost like a fissure through the ground yep. i it wasn't so much the move that i loved i loved that within two minutes of that happening same move same action so it's like showing how this is in a fight, like a jab's a jab, a yep. hook's a hook. It's a pattern. A, a there's, kick, there's, it's a, a carter. Uh, yeah, there's exactly. Certain, certain ways they have to do things exactly, to activate certain exactly. abilities. So rather than going off and doing a three-part fucking boogie dance with a moonwalk at the back of it to bring the fucking fissure through yep. the ground as Mr. Shyamalan tried to do, it was just smooth, clean, consistent. It was so beautifully done. Mm. Um, and- before we continue into the first episode, 
because uh, this is kind of relative to the first episode, the best part of the show for me, A and B, A, the casting, B, the fucking costumes. Yeah, they're incredible. Fuck, they nailed this. They did it perfectly. And um, I think they, they looked at the anime and said, we don't need to change it yeah. from, from a costume perspective. It works. So yeah. they did it. And from a casting perspective, they said, well, this is Katara. Sweet, this is Katara. Oh. This is Sokka. Sweet, this he, is Sokka. I mean, it just fucking Ian, worked. Ian, Ian Quisley, Quisley, his name is. Mm. Fuck me. He was the best casting in this show. He is, as Sokka, he is spot on. Yeah. Like the facial facial structure. <laughs> exactly. It's just the one funniest part I've read is people are pissy because he's not native. Right. But the funniest part is he is native. His tribe is just not recognized. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. People are idiots. So we'll just get off that. Oh, I've see, I seen a, a very funny one about um, uh, soccer as well, about how um, he's not as sexist as he well, would they, usually. Yeah, they dropped all the sexism. And I understand why. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I completely understand where those people are coming yeah. from in that the it's, it's very full on. Oh, he's very full on in the cartoon. Exactly. So I get why they dropped it. I mean, but I I wish we still had him in the dress. I also understand where they're coming from in that it was very essential to his character building. They did it in other ways and it worked. That did not lose anything in the show by taking that out. Exactly. So I think, yeah, that was um, a very good decision to drop all that stuff. And the the Water Nation costumes, man. Incredible. Fuck, they look so good, man. The Fire Nation ones, that, yeah, they're 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 good. They're, they're on par. They're nothing special. Uh, but the the Water Nation, like those jackets, and like core um Katara's outfit and her hair with mm. the little metal thing, perfect. Like, they nailed it. And like she, her her name, I am going to murder this. <laughs> Kaya Wentio. Kiawentio, I think that's the name. Kiawentio. It's Katara. She was she was great. She was brilliant. I, I found that um, her one thing I thought through the whole thing is she didn't have a massive opportunity to sort of um, come to the forefront from yeah. an acting perspective. But what but, they but did season, really season, season two, two is yes. her season. And yeah. I think that's what I was gonna say. They did that really, really well in that her focus was on her waterbending. That's it. And her, you she s- wants to what learn and then she wants to help Aang. That's exactly. Her, that's her goal in season one. And the way that they brought that through and that progression of her waterbending as it went through and, and whatnot, I thought yeah. that was perfect. Yeah. Because is, is it season two that she avenges the mother's death? Or season three, where she she goes a bit uh, off the rail. If it if it's either either it, it's either the end of two or towards the start yeah. of three. Because she yeah she goes off the rail there for a bit. Yeah, yeah she does. Um, get learned learns her uh, blood bending. All the all the other actors and characters phenomenal and like everyone's heard the story now of King King uh, King Leung, uh, Commander Zhao. Mm-hmm. He didn't realize he was auditioning for the Last Airbender. He thought he was auditioning <laughs> for James Cameron's Avatar. <laughs> Um, but yeah, every other actor was a fantastic. The um, who was your favorite? Uh, Grandpa, Iro. Yep. My he, favorite was Zuko. Paul 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 Sun Hyung Lee, Uncle Uncle Iro. He mm. was just phenomenal. He was the most talented actor in my opinion. Yep. Like he's 
like what we're talking about He's before the between the tra- <laughs> between the transitions yeah. of funny to serious mm. and like he was just he was great and he was the character in the exactly cartoon. he was there was it was funny because um i thought right they need to set the scene for iro they need to do it early because everybody fucking connects with this bloke. oh yeah yep, yep. and the first thing he comes to is offer his smoking hot pot of jasmine tea <laughs> and you're just like I'm done. Sold. No. Perfect. Fucking let's go. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Zuko, man. Zuko was good. He was my favorite through the whole thing. I just, the whole time you can just, as, as I touched on before, that inner turmoil between yep. what he's trying to do to get home. And he just, you can see that he's a teenager. He's a, he's a child battling with what he's trying, what's happened to him, yep. what he has to do and how he sort of, relays that to other people. He just doesn't know how to because he's so full of rage and whatnot. He fucking nails it. No, like the, the outburst, the you can see the emotion on his face at every turn. I, I thought that he was fucking incredible. Absolutely um, incredible. All right. Well, episode one, we've already sort of talked about the start of it, about him sort of flying through Upper and Upper and uh, Eng getting trapped into the snow and then we get introduced to the uh, the water nation. We get yep. introduced to Katara Saka. Mm-hmm. We learn she's pretty crappy at water bending. Yep. Um, we learn that dad's all gone. Aw- the parents have gone away. All that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. then eventually, Eng is released. We meet him. We learn he's the fun loving child. Yep. All that stuff was phenomenal. I think that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I didn't notice that they missed from the series is in the series was it. The beam that attracted him, because it was the, it was the beam, yeah. Wasn't it the boat? No, didn't it was they the go beam. on? One, didn't they go on one of the boats, and the boat had a trap on it, and that no. let the fireworks off on the I, on the abandoned boat? I flicked through a couple bits, and yeah, it was uh, the the first thing you see is Zuko sort of turning. Uh, I can't remember what he says, but then yeah, you see the boom, oh, it was the, the beam. beam. Okay, it, yeah. so sort of touching on what we said in that um, giving away a spoiler of the show. It actually follows. <laughs> it follows the anime very closely, mm. like a mm. lot closer than I uh, thought it would. Um, in what happens and the likes, it's no complaints in what in what they did, but it is quite quite close yep. to the anime. And uh, and the first episode was very much just giving us the basis of everything, mm. getting us a little bit excited, oh, and intro- introducing us to the hero of the series, yep. Upper. Mm-hmm. What? Yep, Wait. yep, yep, yep. One thing that shit me about the water tribe, Gran Gran. She was a fucking bitch, and she didn't get any redemption in the anim- in the TV series. Right, the the anime. She's she comes across as a stern sort of grandmother looking after her kids. Right, yep. that's how she comes across. She doesn't come across as a bitch, just a stern grandmother. In this show, she's a fucking bitch. And in the anime, she gets that like that redemption, so to speak, where Aang um, gets taken and uh, Katara and Sokka are about to go follow after. And Grand Grand comes over and says, right, you're going to need this along your journey. You need to help the Avatar. In the other one, it's pretty much, oh, you're the Avatar. You fucked off for 100 years. Yeah, fucking goodbye. Oh, but she did give us the, uh, the anime, or the anime, the uh, intro titles from the cartoon. <laughs> which, Still which a I, bitch. I thought was great. Still a bitch. <laughs> no, nah, I did that. That, yeah. Anywho, <laughs> just a little grump about that one. I just remembered. <laughs> it's a little um, bit touchy. A little bit touchy. A little bit touchy. But um, yeah, follows along. Uh, Aang 
has a little bit of a fight and whatnot. Uh, sorry, uh, Sakura has a little bit of a fight with Zuku, gets his ass kicked. Aang comes through, saves the day, gets taken. Um, I thought one thing I liked uh, when they're on the boat scene um, and just showing that sort of that uh, cheekiness of Aang when he just does the little flick of the wrist and gets the keys. I thought oh, yeah, that was yeah. it was just it was subtle, but it was just like <laughs> cool. Like it just sort of it, it played into his character and whatnot, which I thought was really good. Um, I have a, a left field question that I've seen very um, mixed emotions about. Um, Aang flying in the very early scene when he's at the air temple with all the other. Oh, when he jumps animals, down, his jumps little Superman down, moment. Yeah, what are your thoughts? I, I like it because he's not actually flying; he's gliding. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. He's falling oh, with falling, style. Falling, should I say. With yeah. style. <laughs> you, you see him doing his little hand pumps every yeah, now and exactly. then to turn him and bounce him and stuff. I yeah. was, I thought it was fine. Um, I've seen a few things where people going, he can't fucking fly, where's his... I'm like, no, like, come on, mate. Like, just have another he's one. not flying. I, I, thought, I thought it was good, um, but not interesting to, to hear what you had to say as well. Uh, and then we go into the second episode, which was one of my favourite episodes personally, with the uh, Kyoshi. That scene was oh, fucking when she takes over. Incredible! Like number one, their costumes, the makeup. Oh yeah, that was they that look was amazing. They just look amazing. Disappointment in that episode. Uh, Soka's not in the dress. <laughs> when they, when they train, if you want to train, you have to train like us. Yeah, and then yep. they put him in the dress. Sure, sure, sure. They missed out on a beat there, I yep. must say. Mm. Um, but um, the when uh, Kiyoshi takes over. And just fucks up that, that Fire Nation. Incredible. Oh, so up, good. Because up until that point, you've seen sort of that fluidity of how they're doing the bending and whatnot. Yep. Um, the only real outburst of power, so to speak, that you've seen is when um, Aang and Upper. And, yeah. Well, no, you don't see the, an outburst there. All yeah, you see, yeah, he gets pissed off when he finds out that old mate's died and he hovers up and big fucking uh, hurricane. Did that? Oh, I did. Sorry, I did forget about that. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say where he cracks it and creates uh, his ice sphere for the hundred years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah that, that. But yeah, that you got those two items, and I mean, other than him cracking it, you haven't seen it real out in the open, full like use of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was just an incredible scene. So yeah, you'd seen you'd seen the bending, you'd seen a couple fights where you've got a little bit of fire and whatnot, and the earth kicking through. But nah, to see <laughs> this absolute explosion of power was incredible, amazing uh, scene. And then you, uh, yeah, then you learned the uh, the Northern Water Tribe is in danger. Yep, and we must go. Yep, yep. Gets, uh, gets his flash forward. Is that where that's where he learns it in the cartoon as well, isn't it? I believe because the is. goal of season one is to get to. The Northern, the Northern Water, Tribe. Water Tribe. Yeah, yeah. They, they've already spoken about getting to the Northern yeah, Water that's, Tribe. That's it was thought. it was just that this gave a little more urgency to it. Cause oh, that's right. Yeah. Because they, yeah. they need to get there to, to train. The water yeah, exactly. So, right. so that was always the goal. Um, but this, yeah, sort of lit a fire under us, so to speak. Um, yeah, it was fucking insane. I think that would, yeah, it, your favourite scene you just said, I think that's my favourite um, action scene in, in, the, in the show. Just to see everything going around and fucking she gets absolutely the way yeah when she steps in because that's the first time you see all the bending 
Yeah, she yeah, starts doing that oh, whirlwind, you got a, which is you got sick. a little silhouetted glimpse at the yeah, start of the first yeah. episode. But yeah, you see that awesome like she starts off with um the air and then the pebble start that to come she, up with it. Then yeah, you when see she it, flings herself like in the, the air and yeah. she does it's like water, fire, and yep. air at the yep. same time. Yeah, yeah that was fucking sick. It just makes me look forward to the fucking fight at the end of season three. Yeah, yeah, that oh. is gonna be a fucking amazing. Oh, mate. Um, what what were your thoughts on the way that they introduced Azula? Now my now my memory from say uh, Azula's uh, sort of introduction in the anime was that she didn't actually come into it until right at the end. That's my memory. I think I could be foggy because it's been a quite a while since I watched the whole thing. So my, from memory, like you just see everything going on. You hear about um, Ozai and what sort of happens there and whatnot. But I thought Azula was right at the end. So you know the final scene where yeah. you see Azula, she's just conquered Amashu. I thought that was the first time you've seen her in the anime, but I, I can't remember. Either way, if, if, if that is or isn't the way that she was introduced, I quite liked what they did with her in um, this show. I thought the acting wasn't the best for, for the character, but the introduction and the way that she sort of gets carried through as the, the puppeteer, so to speak, of, um, of uh, Jiao... Yeah, in the cartoon, she is the uh, the silhouette yep. at the start of every episode. Sure, um, but she only appears in a flashback. Yep, uh, and she makes a second brief appearance at the end of the first season when yep. Ozai takes her with uh, Zuku and Ira, who accompanied his nephew in exile. Blah blah yep. blah. Yeah, so you only just see her yeah. at the end. Yeah, cool. That, that's what I thought, and um, I liked I liked the introduction. Because it, it, it plays, it, it gives, you know what? It, it gives meaning to that rivalry of why she is such a fucking psychopath in the cartoon. It sets it up early, yeah. which I like, because it sort of just happens in the in the um, the animation. But I thought it was really cool just to sort of give that introduction and how they um, play off of each other. Yep. And how you've got even um, though they're never actually in a scene together. Exactly. Right. So how Zhao is sort of saying to Zuko, what are you doing? You're just the the means for Azula to get stronger. And then Azula's on the other side sitting there going, well, Zuko's always the favorite, getting all these favoritisms. Why should I be doing this? And then um, what's cool on the side of that is every now and again, you see Ozai just with a little glint of um, pride in yep. Azula and what she's doing. You're just like, oh, he's, oh. His facial expressions are just Perfect. phenomenal, mate. Perfect. That makes that character. He is monotone through the whole thing, mm -hmm. perfect. But he has every single bit of emotion in particular scenes with his face where he's just coming through with like, you can see where he's getting teary in one scene when he's talking to Zuko. And the way that he's becoming teary talking to Zuko when he's exiling him because he didn't meet up to Ozai's expectation. Yeah. Like that was really, yeah. really well done. Um, uh, so essentially, yeah, episode three mm. is uh, our introduction to the Earth Kingdom. Yep. Uh, oh, Mashu. Yeah, we, we think we see another uh, another airbender, mm -hmm. but we don't. Correct. Uh, and then we get the, the scene, which I was very sad about, the scene of trying to get into the uh, Earth Kingdom city, Omashu. Uh, in the cartoon, Aang puts the mop on his head and <laughs> pretends to be an old man. Which I forgot I, about that. I... As soon as I saw the lineup, I'm like, yes, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And then, like, then they don't. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, you missed another great opportunity. <laughs> but then we do get to see my cabbages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my cabbages. 
that, and I, through memory, that was one of those CGI things that shit me because the fire just looks like someone's painted them orange. You're like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but another amazing thing about the episode is the um, the the good old actor of Danny Pudi mm. playing, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the Mechanist. Yes. So it was cool to see him in that. And I mean, as everyone would recognize him from the community, which we've touched on a couple of times. Um, I just, it, it was, was good. It was, it was awesome good seeing him in that type of acting role. Yes. Because most things that I've only ever seen him in, he's that very similar to community yes. style, right? Like that, uh, he was in Powers, which uh, I think it was called Powers. The one where they were like superhero assistants. Mm. Um and it's just like stuff like that where he's always played that very similar role. Mm. And in this, in this, he actually got those a few moments where he's really got to get his acting yeah. chops on. It yeah, was really I th- well I thought done. It was, yeah, awesome to see him. Awesome to see in that light. And you're exactly right. His acting was on point. Um, and yeah, I mean that one you get to see King Boomy. That was awesome. Which <laughs> I, uh, which I didn't realize who the actor was. Um, uh, he is. Udkash, um, yeah, he's. And Budka? Uh, pitch Perfect, for anyone who knows. He's, he's one of the Pitch Perfect in the uh, the male side of things. Really? He's, he's in a fantastic movie called Britney Runs a Marathon, which is on Prime. Highly recommend. Very funny movie. Uh, and he's in the American remake of Ghosts. Well, there you go. Which, I don't know if you've ever you watched Ghosts. It's got uh, the chick from iZombie who used to be a Power Ranger, funnily enough. Mm. Um, it's essentially these people inherit uh, like a little mini McMansion and it's um, haunted by ghosts. Mm. And the wife, she falls, hits her head and she can see the ghosts. Okay. And the husband can't kind of see the ghosts sort of thing and the ghosts can't leave because unless they deal with their settled business, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> all that kind of but it's a very funny show. Yeah, okay. Highly recommend it. And um, it's a remake of a Pommy one. So sure. Office style-esque yeah. thing. I actually prefer the American one over this, uh, that. But anyway, he's in that. Um, and lots and lots of other wonderful, wonderful shows. He's a very funny man. Um, yeah, and I didn't realize he was Boomy. Yep. And now that as soon as I saw the picture of that he was Boomy, <laughs> I went, oh, fuck that voice. Yes, that's him. Um, yeah, I thought they could have done a little bit more. Yeah, well. But. But it was what we got was good. Was it because it was two episodes? That, this was spread across two episodes. This stuff wasn't. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Um, so I I was a bit weirded out when they're sitting at the table and he's talking and they're talking to Boomy and mm. blah blah blah, and then all of a sudden he just goes, Boomy, mm. and I'm like, what? There you go. Because the whole trials thing in the cartoon was what's my name. Mm. And he doesn't know that it's Boomy up yeah. until like right at the end of the trials. Mm. And I'm like, are they just going to skip the whole fucking trials? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? And then all of a sudden he's like, I've got some. And then I'm like, oh, okay. They're just doing it a little bit around yeah, yeah. the other way. Um, so that was a bit weird. But like at first I was like, no, you can't skip the trials. That was super very yeah, important yeah, yeah. part exactly. of the first season. Exactly. exactly. Um, and then you got, and also you got. I was like, are they going to do the the riding down the cement oh, thing at the was, end? And that I was, like, was yes. happening. My cabbages. <laughs> um, so that was cool. And I like they like ripped it off. Like he ripped off the coat and he's yep. just fucking buff as shit. Stands was, up taller. Yep. yep. That was that was really well, that was well done. Yep. Um, the moles, love and all that kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, that, that was awesome. That was really cool. They looked really cool. Um, yeah, it was, they were good episodes. I felt 
these were they were the fillers. These were two of the episodes that I felt could have been condensed. Like they it felt hmm. they could have squashed this down to get a bit more of that other information that I kind of felt was rushed over. Sure. Um, it did feel yeah, a bit dragged out. It could have easily half the episode could have been making of the blimps with the bombs, mm-hmm. and then the other half of the episode could have been Boomer. Boomer. Yeah, okay. Like it that easily could have been an episode, and then you had another episode on something else from the first season that they yeah, s- okay. simply skipped over, or explaining a bit more about a few of the other points, yeah. kind of thing. Um, I mean, yeah, it was good, ep- good episodes, but yeah, it could have been squashed together. Yep, in my opinion. Um, whoa, well, then what do we got? What do we got after that? So that's a mushroom, and then we go into the spirits, mm-hmm. which we I kind of I kind of briefly mentioned. So, Spirited Away was the episode. I think they had some really fucking good moments in this, and also moments which are just kind of like get to the point, yeah, because I thought when, um, uh, Katara and Sokka are having their flashback elements of their history, like facing their truth. Oh, yes, yes. I thought those little bits of the scene, like I think they went for about four or five minutes yep. each. I thought they were incredible. Fantastic. And, and to have um, the the uh, uh, spirit co come through at the end and just with the, the face with the the white um, white mask with yeah. the black eyes and whatnot, yep. or vice the, versa. But that was incredible. The fucking owl, man. That was oh. awesome. Yeah, that but, owl looked so good. Yeah, yeah, so good. And, and and that's what I mean. Like there were moments in that episode which was done fucking brilliantly. Yep. And then you got the- how cool. Uh, and also like the interaction with the owl, how cool it was with the uh, Aang can hear what's going on, and they're just going, "It's like, dude, it's a fucking owl. What are you doing?" <laughs> Hello, Mister Owl. Please don't eat us. Uh, and then yeah, the the fox spirit. Fox Spirit, that was cool. Very, was very, very well yeah. done. Very subtle. It was, um, it was well done. And like, yeah, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't have known that was her if you had never watched the series. Like, if yeah. you didn't watch the sh- um, the anime and stuff, exactly, like that, you wouldn't have known that was her. So that was really well done. That yes. part. Um, I felt again, this was the same thing as the Earth City one, where it could have been half an episode dealing mm. with it because it just. It ruined ruined it for me that Eng had to leave, go and do his little personal quest, then come back, and then when he comes back, it's like two seconds and it's resolved. Yeah, kind of thing. And I was just, like, sure, they I reckon they could have easily rewritten that a little bit mm. so that it, it was, was more more substance to some yeah. of it, less substance to other. Yeah, it was um, it was lots of cool parts, and then just yeah, that just meh part yeah, kind yeah, of sure, thing sure um and then i think that more or less dra- takes us on to the um the episode yep the big guys uh so this is what it was all for waiting for for me mm-hmm. like this was like the north and legends the two episodes bam so good <laughs> so good um just the the north looked phenomenal it looked and again incredible. the costumes everything just looked great when yep. you went into the inner the um the paradise mm-hmm. it looked amazing that was aw- so well shot oh. so so well looked shot my own, incredible my only issue with all of it was uh is it kaya is that her name the moon chick uh just drawn a blank um 
see my my probably down for um all of that scene all yeah, those her, couples. Her hair. That was my only issue. Her hair. Yeah. It just it looked too fake. Really? Yep. It just it just I, there was something about the wig. Princess and UA. Princess, you know, Princess UA's wig. Um, the way they, like, it looked right. No, I'm looking at it now. Just you, the you, way they nah, plaited I'm, it. Nah, I'm looking at it now. Get over it. The way, the way they <laughs> plaited it, it just didn't look right on her. Nah. Whether they just needed to change, like, make it a bit whiter and nah. remove some of the blue or something, I don't know. Nah, that's just you, mate. It is just <laughs> me, mate. I'm, I'm a fucking perfectionist, all right? <laughs> um, but other than, other than that like that and the rushed relationship between her yeah and the, the rushed relationship I definitely um, thought that that could have been extent- like you had two episodes of it so yeah. you could have put more time into it yep. um, like I understand why they put the time where they put the time oh yeah because they had to put it into the war and why like losing people and all that kind of exactly, stuff exactly yeah. exactly so I do understand the why but there just could have been a bit more to it um the um the one thing for the episode for me, I think, is I would have loved to have seen Ira get a little more cranky. Oh yeah. At yeah. the end. Yep. That was one thing I I I think it, I might have built myself up a little bit too much for it, because he like he's that innocent grandpa yep. over there. Like and I knew that he can get really fucking cranky and sort some shit out. So I think I might have built it a bit well, up I a bit much in my think head. He, he, he never did fire breath in the first in this season, did he? No. Yeah, because that's that's his like his like big move that he does the fire breath. Hmm. So I, I I wasn't expecting that, but I was expecting just a bit more. Yep. Uh, maybe they're saving it, which God damn you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But that that was one thing that I thought could have sort of come out a little bit mm. more um i mean with going back to the relationship mm. i did like in their uh relationship that <clears throat> yes it felt rushed but from her perspective it wasn't rushed correct which was i liked that they touched on that and that made it seem more believable the fact mm. of he is the man of her dreams yeah like she's seen him every night so yep. therefore that's why she's in love with him that that is that is pretty cool, and I suppose the the draw, and you don't see it from the other side, but there is an element of like a linking from a soccer back through that dream perspective yeah, as well. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's I, I suppose from that perspective, it's there, but they it was a good reveal kind with that of too, allude with to the it. Hair, yeah, it the was. Hair thing. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really good. Um, don't I know you? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the other big big one of this is. Um, uh, the proving she's a waterbender. Yes, that was awesome. Yeah, that was um, that was that was an incredible really fight done, scene. Really well done. Yeah, so Katara kind of being told, "I'm not allowed. You're not allowed to train. You're yep. a woman." And it's just like, "You go fuck yourself, man. I'll yep. kick your ass." And does the ice discs and yeah, yeah, that was done so well. Really beautifully choreographed. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, really loved that. And again, the ice disc, a consistent way that it was done throughout the show, not doing it different ways with the same outcome. Yep. Really, really clever consistency through it. That scene was awesome. And the fact that <laughs> she steals it from Earthbenders. Yeah. And it's the same way that the Earthbenders do it with yep. a little tweak to make mm-hmm. it water. Yep. Um, really good. And then uh, and then the, war, the battle starts essentially. Yep. yep. Um, so that's most of that episode. Um, we're all beautifully done. Looks amazing. And then the big one, Legends. 
um, essentially uh, Zhao breaks in mm-hmm. with his blimp. Yep. So that's your, your payoff for the blimp. Yep. He gets in there. The fish, well, the, the mm-hmm. moon spirit and the yep. water spirit. Yep. In Kana and I, I thought that um, the way it was done in the uh, in this show was really good. Yep, a little bit, little bit different to the one where he typically he just has the bag in his hand and stabs it. Yep, this was cool in that they try to stop him and he still fights through and gets it done. I thought that was um, I thought that was good, really and well done. In in honesty, this is the my the best acting in the the show of Eng. I personally believe mm. when he like he's like. He realizes what he's got to do, mm. and he steps in there and yep. ducks down, and then becomes the water spirit. Yep, that was fucking. That was phenomenal. Like yeah, yeah. I, I felt that. That was the only time in the series I actually went, ooh, nah. goosebumps. Nah, okay, nah. Really so for, nice. for me, it's still the one between the two of them. But I do take your point where he just sort of had that snap. Yep. that was as you were talking about, like that transitioning between um, being the kid and having yeah. to have that like um, external presence of being yep. the avatar. That's, that's what it was done well. It was done well. Yeah. It was done very well. Um, that I I really loved, and then all of the um, the fighting and all that kind of stuff is great. And then when they all lose their powers, yeah, that was great. And they all kind of just, oh, oh feel mm. really sick and yep. yeah. Really well done. Really well done. Awesome seeing a big fucking water monster walk through the town. Well done. Nice. Brilliant scenery. Yeah, as and he then walks when, through, when it gets it's fucked like, up and smashes those boats, man. Oh, that looks great. It was awesome. And just the way that it was, it was not simple, but simple in that it was a big fucking wave that he creates just yep. to roll out through them. It was Awesome. Absolutely incredible scenery. In the cartoon, he doesn't become the big water monster, does he? Uh, he, he just makes a giant wave, doesn't he? No, he still becomes like that big water um, type entity. Oh, yeah. And walks oh, through yeah, the he does it is too. Still, yeah, it is still right. the same. Yep. I think one um, difference that they actually explain a bit more in the show is the um, relationship with the, the earth and the water. The the water spirit, yep. the Ang in the water spirit. Yeah. I because th- I think in the um in the an- anime you sort of make the assumption that it's Ang. He's reacted. He's gone into the well, avatar avatar state. That's the one thing with this show. I've found they did better in the live action than the series mm. in the cartoon was explaining yeah. that the past avatars can take him over. Yep. And like he can give his power to those past avatars, yep. which I felt they never explained well at yep. all in the cartoon. And, and that's sort of where I was alluding to with this. Like they, I can't recall them explaining anything or more or less what happened. So you just make the assumption yeah. that Aang's cracked it, gone into the avatar state and just created this big water monster around himself. But they actually say that Aang has, no, no, no. Aang has given himself over mm. to the water spirit and the water spirit is now using Aang's body in the Avatar state. And I thought, well, fuck, that makes perfect sense. Yep. Like yep, I thought 100%. that was that was awesome and a different take. And it gives more substance to actually bringing Aang back as well because mm. more or less Aang's fucking gone. Yeah, And then having Katara call out yeah. to him and, and whatnot. So it gives more substance to that and obviously the the um, build around their relationship into the um, next couple of seasons. Yeah. Uh, and then pretty much... We uh, we win the day. Zhao mm-hmm. um, gets his ass kicked. Um, awesome, awesome fight scene yep. again. Yeah, awesome beautiful. fight scene. And I loved how Iroh came in at the end. Yes, that was yes. really really well done. So he said he he always sits back and lets Zuko fight his own fights. 
But at the very moment where he needed to step in, he stepped in and just sorted out. I thought that was really, really well done because it showed Zuko showed an element of restraint. Yeah. And then Iroh said, "Hang on, you're not fucking doing that," and fucked up Zhao. So yeah. I thought that was really well done. And then uh, yeah, pretty much we've got our little post credit scenes of um, the sister taking o- taking over Amashu, Amashu. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. We get our explanation. That yep. The comet's coming again, baby. Yep, it's coming. Uh, and that's pretty much it. And then next season we get everyone's favorite character. <laughs> He's like, you know, mate. <laughs> our little blind earthbender. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Um, one other thing I felt, it's not really a drawback or anything. Um, I felt uh, Eng and uh, Katara's relationship. Mm-hmm. In the cartoon, there's lots of little sort of hints with yep. him blushing and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, you never really got that in this. Well, it's it's harder it's hard, to, it's harder, it's harder, yeah, harder to, to do show. that. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know. I think they might build on it more in the second season. Like they, they've touched on it through the emotional pull, yeah, i.e. Yeah. Katara calling out to Aang in that final. Um, yeah, and they're always last. together. Exactly. Always. So, stuff, so they, they're building it. Um, it's just a matter of how they build it from being um, the kids who are having fun yep. to that relationship between the two yeah i mean it's very obvious it's going to happen it's just yeah. in the cartoon it's a lot more obvious yeah. because you can show the because you can, you can literally paint paint their cheeks red yeah, and you can't really do that in a live action well, you can <laughs> it'll look pretty shit but, yeah exactly um but yeah all right well that's us talking about the brilliant show that was avatar so mm. i mean if we were going to give it TCG packs. <laughs> that, can, <laughs> that could be our ratings. We need a rating system. One, one to ten packs. One to ten packs. Um, what would you give it out of ten packs, sir? Um, I would give it... I'm going to give it eight and a half packs. Eight and I, a half I, packs? I, I just... I, even though it had things that were sort of like... had like little drawbacks and whatnot yep. that we spoke about. As a whole, it was just amazing. It was super nostalgic it was really, really well done from the the bending scenes, like the bending scenes focusing on the fighting with the bending coming second. I thought that was incredible. Um, the moments that hit, hit really, really well, like um, Kyoshi, the the Blue Devil, um, the final scenes, etc. And, and the character build itself and how they were portrayed, I found them really good and able to sort of as a whole, um, go along the journey and get involved in, in what they were trying to tell you. So, yeah, eight and a half packs. Yeah, I'll, uh, I will give it probably, I reckon, seven packs. Yep. Um, I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, my only gripes, as I said, it, like just it felt like the flow was a little yep. bit off. Um, other than that, everything was done. So, like, the costumes mm-hmm. and the casting is just some of the best I've seen in any show ever. Mm-hmm. Like it is phenomenally done. Any uh, adaption, should yep. I say, ever. Um, it's just beautiful. Like the makeup, everything is just phenomenal. Um, special effects, you take and leave it in parts. But oh, like it's just we a great said, show. When, when they hit the special effects, they fucking hit them. Yep. You could tell that they spent money in particular spots from a budget perspective. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, when they hit, it outshone the bits where it didn't. That's it. Yeah. And it's it was just beautifully done. 
and I think it's going to make a phenomenal trilogy of a, trilogy oh. of a series because there's no way they cannot finish this. They can't. It, it's they will they will hundred percent finish it with the amount of there'll be an uprising that this has had <laughs> with the amount of success that One Piece has had. Netflix will do it, and Netflix love their three 100%. series and then cancel yep. anyway, so they're mm. going to get three series yep. out of it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, all the actors phenomenal. I cannot wait to watch this progress on. So yeah, seven packs for me. All right. Um, all right. Well, that's all we have for episode 10. So mm-hmm. thank you for joining us for this historic episode <laughs> of over 500 listeners and 10 episodes in the span of, what do we have? Three, three months? Yeah, about three months. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you very much. Remember, we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, like us, share us, all that fun stuff. And uh, we'll see you next time. So I'm AJ. And I'm Brock. See ya. <laughs>